and welcome to 9 to 42, the podcast from the team at the Guitar Show UK. Join us for interviews, updates and chat with artists, influencers and those that manufacture the gear that we love. Hello and welcome to 9 to 42, which is the podcast from the guys at the Guitar Show UK. And this is our festive special. Yeah. But <laughs> we're not we're not gonna do it like most festive specials. So most festive specials are extended, and yet this is going to be a lot shorter than normal. And most of them have special guests, and this one hasn't got any. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the guests we were going to have um, pulled out yesterday uh, due to a family illness. So uh, we're going to uh, get back together with them in the new year and uh, hopefully make it uh, the first episode in January. And because you've laughed at my Christmas shirt, <laughs> yeah, this have, is yeah. like a, an anti-festive special, isn't it? I'm dressed head to toe in black. You so. are, aren't you? It's like a, you're a festive antidote, aren't you? <laughs> I am the Johnny Cash of Christmas. You are, aren't you? Yeah. You are. You're like an EpiPen to Christmas, you, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's yeah. enjoying Christmas and one quick, you know, bang of you in the left thigh and you're back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Grumpy yeah. bugger. You are, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So we thought, we thought we'd come on and just say hello um, and also reflect a little bit on the past year and talk to you a little bit about things that are coming up. Because firstly, and most importantly, you've got big guitar show news, haven't you? And this is the Guitar Show podcast. Yeah, yeah, it, um, the new venue. Um, I mean, I've been pumping the message out on all of social media for a few weeks now, but I'm absolutely terrified that uh, people are going to turn up to the wrong venue. Uh, at the end of September, Bingley Hall burnt down. Uh, which was a real shame, having been there for, uh, God, been running events there for 12 years, mm-hmm. if you include the pandemic where I didn't actually run events, but 12-year relationship with them. Um, and it was Kevin uh, fixing the roof um, that caused the fire. So uh, I was going to say, they didn't burn it down on purpose just to spite you. You make it yeah. sound like, well, I've I've been dealing with it for 12 years, and then they burnt <laughs> the bloody building down. No, they didn't turn it down on purpose. Uh, it was an outside contractor that was fixing the metal roof and his blowtorch set fire to the uh, roof insulation. Um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty stressful for about six weeks until I managed to find a, a new venue. Um, I can't imagine I want... it was a picnic for Kevin. Well, no. Well, I don't know. Depends on what his insurance is like. <laughs> I would imagine his premium has gone up anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to keep it within the Birmingham area. Um, uh, because that's really close to my house. So <laughs> makes sense. No, no, I did. I wanted to keep it um, not too far away, and I looked at quite a few venues. Um, you know, I basically can't afford the NEC, and neither can the trade because they wanted over a hundred grand for three days, yeah. and that ain't going to happen. And and to be honest, probably neither can the punters because how much is it to park there? Uh, I think it's eighteen pound at yeah. the moment. And what do you charge for the show? Nothing. Oh, you mean to get in? Yeah, to get in. Yeah, uh, fifteen quid in advance. Right. So it so essentially it'd be three quid more just for the parking before you've even got in the venue. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, no. And um, I mean, that, I mean, that's it. I mean, the exhibitor rate would probably have to double, and the tickets would go from fifteen quid to twenty five quid plus yeah. eighteen quid parking, and then you've got to pay like ten pound for a sandwich. 
you know, to be. It's sure. not a nice. It's not a nice environment. It's weird. I mean, I worked there for fourteen years, and I absolutely loved working there. But um, I, I don't like where it's gone since no. I've left, and and that has nothing to do with me leaving. Well, it uh, sounds like it has. <laughs> it sounds like the NEC used to be fine, but Jace <laughs> left, and then it all went downhill. That's yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it sounded like. Yeah, you know. Well, they made that fatal mistake that every every business makes. Um, they sold out to investors, mm. and then investors want their money back. Yeah, bastards. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's so not very looked, festive either, is it? No, but I looked there and I looked at uh, the Rico Arena in Coventry, which is like a mini NEC. I've run shows there in the past; it's really good. Uh, and then Wasps the owners of the stadium and everything went into administration. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going there. I mean, it looks like they've come out of administration now, but I just couldn't take the risk. Uh, so just, the... just before we go any further, so you, you, you're really panicking that people will go to the wrong venue. Mm. At the start of this conversation, they had one potential place to go wrong. You've now given them two other locations that you're <laughs> not going to, not to, going but to. The, where they could potentially go to. So assuming <laughs> they don't go to Bingley Hall, the Rico Arena or the NEC, where should they be going? They should be going to Cranmore Park in Shirley, B90, 4LE. Right. Right. That's better. Sorry. Let's, let's try not to, to... Yeah. Don't go to XL, anybody. No. No, no, so Cranmore Park, yes, and uh, I, I've been posting like mad about it because I know that um, when the Guitar Show 22 had a date change because of COVID uh, this year and it moved from February to May, some people did actually turn up in February despite the fact that I thought I'd done enough marketing to change that. So, um, I mean, I doubled my marketing this year to ensure that Cranmore Park is the venue. We and will keep very, reminding people. And I was very, very lucky because the venue actually had exactly the same dates available. Um, so fate, maybe, if you mm. believe in such things. As fate, as, as fate, yeah. yeah. Kevin probably doesn't, but everybody else may. <laughs> so that's all sorted and everything's... It's going to obviously look a little bit different because it's a different venue, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... I mean, the great thing is that um, I've got two halls, as I had at Bingley, but they're both on the same floor now, so they're both on the ground floor. Uh, the car parking is hugely, hugely improved. Uh, I've gone from 150 car parking spaces to 550 car parking spaces, plus the roads around the venue are free as well. So um, it's going to remove all of those issues. Um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, they, they, you know, the catering won't be in a marquee on the side of the building anymore. It's in a proper sort of like cafeteria hall that's built. Um, they will be doing curry. I've insisted upon it. Um, but they're also offering chili and beef bourguignon and mushroom stroganoff, I think. Oh, dear. I, I don't say so, so an expanded offering mm. along with uh, sandwiches and so on. So it's looking so, good, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the venue's bigger. Um, I've managed to almost fill it. So it's currently 25% bigger than this year's event. Um, I mean, that's I mean that's a combination of working really hard, but also some of the companies um, loosening the reins a little bit in a post-COVID world. Some of them didn't do it um, this year because it was still a bit COVID-y. Um, 
but they've all come back on board now. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's looking really good. Brilliant. Good piece of news. Thank you. Because you were a little bit, you went a bit quiet in September and October, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it was quite stressful. Yeah. It was quite stressful. I mean, I, I wrote in... Um, in the, in the Grace Notes, the guitar show newsletter. Oh, well, I'm coming to that, you see. Oh, are you? Oh, that, oh yes. That, that goes out tomorrow? Today? Today, possibly. Um, I don't know, because I wrote it a week ago and pre-programmed it to go out. Um, the, the, te- the Telegraph said that uh, being an event manager was the fifth most stressful job uh, in the world. Um, and I don't, I don't really believe that. I, I believe quite possibly that being a nurse or an ambulance driver right now is considerably more stressful um but it was pretty damn stressful in september and october because uh, my entire income was going down the drain there was a thing on dinner ladies and i don't know if you've ever watched dinner ladies and if you haven't watched dinner ladies you should do with um victoria, victoria wood. wood yeah yeah and there's a, they, she goes on a quiz, and, and the third most stressful thing you can do on this quiz, according to the Daily Mail, is deliver bread. Really? Yes. I, I completely made up, obviously. Oh. <laughs> no, I was just saying, that sounds a lot less stressful than being an event organiser. <laughs> well, there we are. You could have been delivering bread, which mm. is probably what Kevin's doing now. Yeah. Yes. Um, so come on then, Grace Notes, because I, you said to me the other day this is going out, and it pops into my inbox, and it's a very entertaining little read actually. But we've never we've never never mentioned it on here, have we? Oh, I, I mean, it started, uh, and so uh, I've mentioned before I lecture in event management, and I was talking to the students, uh, and you know I try and teach the students the right things to do, and I was talking about owning your data. We were doing a marketing thing, and I was like, own your data. You know, and I was telling them that when I worked at the NEC and I'd built up this huge following on MySpace for the Music Live event, and then this young, upcoming new social media platform called Facebook came along and almost overnight decimated all of the followers on MySpace. And then I had to go through the whole process of getting more followers again on Facebook and, and, and so on. And then you and, and and you look at it and you go, oh God, is the same thing happening again with Instagram and Facebook? And then it's the same thing happening again with TikTok and Instagram. And it's it's like it's a bit of a nightmare. And I'm and I'm stood there going, own your data, own your data. That's the only sort of like power that you've got in marketing is owning your own data. And I'm stood in the lesson saying this, going, but I don't own mine. I've pumped <laughs> it all into Facebook. <laughs> so. Um, I sort of got back into my office and set about owning my own data. And I'd, I'd bought a book um, from a, a... So I basically started... Um, I've got bought by a load of family members clubbing together a stupidly expensive pair of salvaged denim jeans from a company called Hyatt that are based in Cardigan, South Wales. And I love their newsletters. I mean, they do them with real frequency because they're they're a company and they've got a team of people and so on and there is just me um and i was like i should do the same but make it about guitars or music not necessarily guitars music Uh, and um so i start about building it and it's going it's going really well um uh, i have a three times the average open rate um so 
you know, that's that's quite impressive, I think. Um, I have three times the average click-throughs to the links that I put in as well. So um, by any metrics, I'm doing quite well. I went on a training course and I was doing better than the trainer in terms of response rate. So, um, yeah. So it's it's just stuff. I mean, I I read all the time. So it's whatever. And I read music books all the time. I don't really read anything else. Um, so it's whatever music book. Um, I watch music documentaries all the time. Quite enjoy Sunday afternoon ironing, school uniforms, um, and use that time to watch music documentaries. And I listen to music all the time. And uh, so uh, this month is... Um, I just bought the 40th box set of the Kiss album, Creatures of the Night, which was the first album of Kisses that I got was that was a new release. And then you go, and that was 40 years ago, so mm-hmm. I feel really mm-hmm. old. <laughs> and it's tip, it's one of those bloody typical, I shouldn't, I've got hundreds of box sets of reissued albums where there's another CD of unreleased tracks. And there's a reason why they're unreleased. There's n- I've yet to find the jewel in those unreleased tracks that go, that should have been on the album. It's really not worth it. But, you know. Do you know the first album that I, in that thing, it's about the same sort of length of time ago, actually, first album I bought, which was a new album from somebody I'd listened to before. Go on. Reckless, Brian Adams. Uh... Because I'd already heard Cuts Like a Knife. Yeah. And so I was waiting for Reckless when it came out, and it's the first one. Everything else, so like Die Straits, Brothers in Arms, first one I got, then went backwards. Virtually everything I went backwards. Yeah. I mean, I went backwards, and I, I don't know whether that's... If we are fans of guitar music, which one assumes that we are... We are, then we're going to uh, go backwards. And you look at that, I mean, so, so Creatures of the Night was 1982, um, yeah, because you're a little was, bit older than me, aren't you? I, I am a little bit older than you, yes. Um, but the charts was full of Wham, Spandau Ballet, uh, uh, Culture Club, stuff like that. It wasn't particularly guitar-y. So I've got no choice but to go backwards. No. No, it's fair. It's a fair point. It's a fair it didn't point. really improve until um, the late 80s with sort of like the rise of hair metal. I know. When Hair Rock came in, oh, that was great. Oh, love that time. Love that time. <laughs> Loved a bit of Hair Rock. Fantastic. So how do you, if you're not subscribed to uh, Grace Notes? Um, just jump onto the uh, Guitar Show website, uh, theguitarshow.co.uk. There's a tab there for signing right. up. And and because of the GDPR laws, you have to sign up and then get an email that says, yes, I agree to sign up, and then click it, and then you're signed up. It's an entertaining read. It's very entertaining read. And it doesn't go on too long, and it's not too often. Uh, it's once a month. Uh, I promise not to, to spam anybody, yeah. ever. Because um, I hate it, so. You need to be involved in that. You need to get involved in that. Um, other things we were going to talk about a little bit. We've, we do have plans. We've got plans in place for guests already for next year, haven't we? We have. We have. Um, um, do, should we talk about them? Well, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? They don't happen. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got Rosie from Turnstone's going to come on. We've got Tim from Cream Tea. Um, uh, going to interview Irene, who's um, going to play at the guitar show. She's um, sort of like a... I think she's kind of a, a, a Brit slash, slash Greek 
Um, bit of a shredder. She does a lot of videos for Gibson. Hmm. Um, so yeah, um, we're I, in all honesty, I've got about five or six that have agreed to do it. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Um, but with with the cancellation yesterday and it be right now is the last day of work. It's the Friday. We're recording this before we break up for Christmas. Twenty third. No one was. <laughs> no one was free. No, no it was. Ne- it was never going to work. But like no. you say, we've got. Um, we've got a few more. I mean, I know I've spoken to Pete um, oh, yes, Travis uh, from Marillion, bass player. He's gonna he's gonna uh, jump on, and he's very good value. Um, so that'll be good. Um, but we still Keith Scott still eluding us, isn't it? It is Keith Scott still eluding us. So you know, if anybody out there knows where Keith Scott is, how to get hold of him. And that means that if you're because obviously we talked about this a lot at the beginning, but then then it's kind of gone off the boil a bit. But we're both fans of. Big fans of the guitar playing of Keith Scott, uh, and if you don't know who Keith Scott is, uh, he's um, he's been by Brian Adams' side all the way along. Yeah, done the whole journey with him. Yeah, so. Um, uh, but I, I mean, I've put in um, I put in Grace Notes this month um, in my podcast recommendations, uh, a podcast called Soda Jerker. Their hundredth episode was Jason Isbell, mm. uh, and I'd really like to talk to Jason Isbell. Mm. So, and and as uh, you know, I've become the biggest Jason Isbell convert <laughs> since we went to see that gig. Uh, you know, aside from the fact that his custom Telecaster's hanging on my wall and has been for six months, uh, I knew nothing of Jason Isbell before I bought that guitar, and it made no difference whatsoever to me purchasing that guitar. Um, but oh man, oh man, he's a talent. Yeah, I, what I liked about that podcast episode is he talks about the importance of lyrics. Um, and I know this is all guitar-y and everything, but um, actually, the, I, I'm i a big fan of lyrics. And I, I genuinely think that uh, if we were vampires, it's just oh. just one of the greatest oh. lyrics ever written. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. And 24 Frames and Elephant and... Uh, yeah. Just oh, amazing, amazing! Christmas listening. If you've not heard any Jason Isbell, go and check out Jason Isbell. Yeah, check out Southeastern first. Southeast, yeah, that's 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 the route in, without a shadow yeah. of doubt. That's the route in. Um, and then finally, before we disappear off, um, what what are you looking forward to over Christmas? What's on your Christmas list? Oh, uh, uh, my Christmas list. Uh, I know I've got um, I've got Charlie's Good Tonight. Um, the sort of biography of Charlie Watts right. coming. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I know I've got some strings coming because uh, one of my daughters said to me, you've got £13 left. What do you want? Strings. And, uh, I'll have some guitar strings. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, other than that, I have no idea what right. I'm getting. But how about you? Um, the only thing I've requested... Um, and when I say requested, I actually ordered myself, arrived, and then passed on to be wrapped um, <laughs> because it's the safest way. It's just the safest way. Uh, a torch, would you believe? <laughs> um, and I'm quite, I'm quite excited about it. Um, and it's a very, it's, it's, a, it's a monstrous, it's a special torch. But so I, um, I realised because uh, obviously I, I, I either run or walk every day, and it's got dark out there. It has. 
uh, and I thought, you know what? I'm finally going to have a decent, a decent torch because I've got, I've got one of those big like maglite things that we all had about thirty years ago. Mm. That isn't. That's not a torch. That's a weapon. <laughs> that's just for beating things off zombies, probably. So that's there, you know, in the bedside drawer, just in case of the zombie apocalypse. Um, but you know, net torches now are different, a different gravy compared to those. So I've I've got a really great torch coming, which I'm really excited about. And and I think if I, from here, I think I can probably light up Lincolnshire. Brilliant. So I'm, I'm I'm so that's coming. So I'm really looking forward to that. Terrible, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm the I'm the hardest person in the world to buy for. Because oh, there's nothing I, just, I want. There's just nothing no. I want. No. You know, I've got I've got because I was I was talking to my son about this yesterday because he was going, oh, you're really difficult. And I said, I know. I said, but look, if you want go back fifteen years, there would have been a, uh, there'd have been a DVD, there'd have been a CD. It would have been really, really simple. But now, yeah, I can't remember the last time I bought either of those two things. I buy them, I buy them only stuff when it comes out. But I've become a terror for Spotify, and I feel really bad about it. Uh, I see. I, I'm not. I still buy CDs because mm. I want the artists that I like to carry on, and to be able to afford to carry on. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I need to do better. I need to uh, do better. I, and if I can, I try and buy it from the gig as well. Yeah. Um, just because they'll get all £10 rather than, you know, probably three quid off Amazon or something. In reality, the best way to support an act, I guess, is to go and see them live and buy some merch. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Uh, and I, I, yeah. I certainly since the pandemic, I've tried to buy merch every gig I've been to. I just couldn't stand the T-shirts at the Jason Isbell gigs. No, they were awful, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were fairly shocking. Um, and then, finally, before we disappear, um, what are you? is there anything, what's caught your eye in the TV times or the radio times? Oh, what are you watching ever? I don't, I don't, look. I, I haven't looked at the TV times for about <sighs> 30 years. I know you've, you've got I'm gonna your highlight. I'm going to send you a radio time. I'm going to send you a radio times. It's too late now. It won't get to me. Oh, it's, I think you're missing out. You're missing out. What you need to do tomorrow night, because you also know that I'm a, I'm a sucker for a Christmas carol, not tomorrow night, um, Christmas <laughs> Day, the Mark Gattis theatre production of A Christmas Carol, which was on last year, which I'd got tickets for but couldn't get to because of Omicron. Um, they filmed it, and it's on on Christmas Day at 7 o'clock. No, there's only one version of Christmas Carol I like. Oh, and we've that, talked about it. Scrooge, isn't it? Scrooge. And mainly because it's got David Johansson from the New York Dolls in it. You need, try, the, try the Mark Gattis one. Give that a go. Give that a whirl. Uh, maybe. 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 Should we wrap this nonsense up? Yes. And let so, everybody um, go. We have to thank Focusrite for their we ongoing do. support of this podcast. Um, really do appreciate it. So thanks, Rich. Thanks, Luke, and all of the team there. Uh, and to to do my line, this podcast is made using the Scarlet 2i2. Boom. Uh, we also ought to thank everybody who's been on uh, 9 to 42 over the course of the last year. Yeah. Because we've had some fantastic guests, some fantastic conversations. Um, Christmas holidays, good time to go back and re-listen or, uh, or even pick up on the ones that you missed out because we know what you do. You look through the list. And you, pick, <laughs> you pick the ones you, you're most attracted to first and then you leave some to the end. Well, go back and listen to the ones that you left behind. I think some of them have been really funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially some of the ones that I didn't think were going to be funny turned out to be really funny. 
Yeah. Oh, there's some really cracking episodes this year. So there's that with that. And then finally, because it's up there on my albums of the year, a shout out to Ian Sloan and a shout out to the Wintown Marshalls album. Yeah. Great album. Because absolutely superb. And we're not doing that because we got a credit on it. So that, <laughs> so that was very nice as well. <laughs> that was very nice, yeah. But very it nice. is stunning. It's a stunning album. Yeah. So uh so yes, if you've not checked out the Wintown Marshalls, check out the Wintown Marshalls. They are fab and the new album's amazing. Right, I'll see you um grief it'll I'll... be next year. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good Christmas, mate. And you. And uh I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, take care. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to 9 to 42, the podcast from the team at the Guitar Show UK. If you've enjoyed the show, then please remember to hit the subscribe button and share with other like-minded souls. For more information about 9 to 42, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the Guitar Show UK. This has been an A Short Stories production. Hold up. 